Good morning. Good morning. It is awesome to be here this morning. Beautiful morning to uh, talk about God's creation. Last week, first week of school, I got pretty busy a little. Believe it or not, I'm also in the middle of a course of study class. And if you're not familiar with those, it's kind of like a graduate level class in two weekends. And this weekend was one of those weekends, and so I got to spend some time. I didn't have to go anywhere. It was on Zoom uh, this time. And uh, so I was on there Friday night. I was on there Saturday. And then we had a break in the middle of Saturday. It was like a six-hour day, but we had a, like an hour and a half break. <laughs> so I thought, you know, I need to accomplish something in these, this hour and a half. And my yard was high where I got busy at school. I thought, my, but my yard lawnmower, the belt had broken, the deck belt. So I thought, I'll put it on. I had one picked up. And I thought, I'll put it on real quick and then maybe have time to even buzz my yard real quick during this break. And uh, what I noticed about the belt is I knew how to put it on and, and I got everything lined up. And then there's this big spring you have to pull. And. I used to be able to do it, and I'm not strong enough to pull that spring to get in the right place no more by myself. So I tried quite a few things to, to get it done and realized I can't get it done. I'm going to have to wait for somebody stronger than me. So I just sat down and thought, you know what? August, it's August. And look how green everything is. Look how plush. Ain't God good? Ain't my grass this high and I don't care? <laughs> so I, I looked at it and watched it grow for a bit. And then I ate and I went in and uh, finished the class. I thought, well, I'm going to go back down here and try again. So I did. And same result. And I thought, I'll just weed him first. Because I really need to go to my mom's and, and do the same thing. And, and my weed eater I've had forever. I've never had a problem with it. The trigger uh, was broke. The cable kept loose from the trigger. And I said, praise the Lord. I've never had this thing all. And my yard's going to look real good one day. You ever had days like that? And, and really, the only thing I can do is just look around and think, man, man God's created some beauty. He really truly has. So finally, uh, Abby and Hayden have been to Dollywood and they came back through, and Hayden was strong enough to do it. Of course, he needed my guidance and all. <laughs> but he was strong enough to do it, and, and we got together. I, I mowed my yard, I mowed my mom's yard, I fixed my weed eater. I thought, man, God is good. God is good. You see stuff like that would really upset me, because it didn't go real smooth. <laughs> but I just smiled, and what the whole lot I can do. I'm not going to get any stronger. I'm not going to work out like that, I promise. So next time it happens, I'm going to have to call somebody. But sometimes we do need to call on people. But no matter what's going on, no matter how busy we get, we've got to slow down and just praise God for everything he's created. When things are going good, we need to be praising God. We need to look at His creation, appreciate His creation, and praising Him. When things are going bad, things are in turmoil. Man, things are still pretty. Again, 
my grass was green. That hive, it was green. It grew about, no, I'm just kidding. I, I couldn't see it growing. That's a joke. But, uh, but this morning, I want to examine a little bit. I want us to talk about, I want us to talk about how we should praise God and all of his wonderful works. And I'm going to read from Psalm 111. I'm going to read the whole psalm. It's 10 verses. I'm going to concentrate mostly on the first two verses, but this is a beautiful poem. So I didn't want to actually stop after the second voice. I want to read or the second verse. I want to read the whole thing. If I can, please. Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart and the company of the upright in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Full of honor and majesty is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He has gained renown by his wondrous, wonderful deeds. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He is ever mindful of his covenant. He has shown his people the power of the works and given them a heritage of the nations. The works of, the, of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to the people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your wonderful works. Lord, thank you for all your many blessings. Lord, I just pray that this morning as... Uh, we study the scripture, Lord, that your words flow through me. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Is that not pretty? I mean, that is, some, that is a pretty piece of scripture right there. A pretty psalm that, again, I didn't want to cut short. Again, we're going to concentrate mostly on the first two, but I didn't want to cut it short. You see, the works of the Lord are great. And they're studied by all who delight in them. All who delight in them. Now this psalm was actually written for the redemption of Israel. But it's still applicable to us today. Because his works are still wonderful. And we're still supposed to praise him and, and study his works. The thing about it is, when we become Christians, when we become Christians, we still are tempted by things, but we still recognize his beauty, and we're still supposed to study. Being, uh, being um, educated, working out our minds is a good thing. It's a good thing. When we look out and see the beauty, and we see the, the, the stuff that God has blessed us with, the ability to think, the ability to, 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 to fellowship, the ability to look out and see you all. I'm looking at some of his creation today, and the first works I want to talk about are the first one. I'm going to talk about five. Actually, I'm talking about his creation. I'm talking about his word. I'm going to talk about his salvation. 
And we're talking about his church, and we're talking about his promises. And the first one is, is his creation. Genesis 1-1 describes creation. It tells us about creation. And then if we look at the New Testament, Romans 1-20 reminds us, Ever since the creation of the world, his eternal power and divine nature, invisible though they are, have been understood and seen through the things he has made. So they are without excuse. Have you ever just sat back and looked at God's creation? You know, I'm looking at some of his creation in here, but even in nature. You look back and, man, you can see the mountains over here. We've had some beautiful sunsets the last few months, too. That's just been incredible. And you think about the, the creator of the universe that creates this beauty, created you and I, and wants us to serve and praise him. You see, God created everything. He created everything. And just like David was, uh, was, was writing about God's beauty, we're supposed to study it as well, the beauty of his creation. But have you ever looked at a starry night? Or one of those sunsets I was just talking about? Or a flower? And see just the intricate design of everything he created. It's amazing. It is truly amazing. Told you before, some of the times when I when I pray and think, and sometimes when I actually put sermons together, I do it from my back porch because I do it usually at night and I can see the moon. And I'm thinking, you know, and I, I've told you this before, and I'm thinking, man, just look how beautiful the moon is. Look how beautiful the moon is. Now we do see the pretty side of the moon, but really, if you take away the light of the sun. You take away the light of the sun, it's not a it's, it's full of craters. But as long as it's reflecting the light of the sun, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. We're the same way. We're God's creation. As long as we're, we are reflecting His light and praising Him, we are beautiful beings. You see, the works of the Lord are great. Are we studying them? Are we praising Him? The next great work I want to talk about is His Word. His Word. You see, the works of the world are great. His Word is great. John 6.63 says, It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Those are the words of Jesus. His words are beautiful. His words are beautiful. Just like the truly blessed man that's uh, in, in Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path of sinners or sit at the seat of scoffers. But they delight in the law of the Lord. And in his law they may meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water which yield their fruit in season. And their leaves do not wither. In all that they do, they prosper. Again, we're within the Lord. The Lord can do some mighty things through us. We're beautiful when we're praising Him. The works of the Lord. And when we study His Word, when we study this, His Word like we're doing this morning, we're looking at His works. We're looking, as we study His Word, we're looking at the works of God. Are you studying His Word? You see, the works of the Lord 
are great. Are we studying His Word? Are we praising Him? Romans 15, 4 says, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. The Word in this Bible right here gives us hope. When we study this Word, it gives us hope. That's where hope is found. We're supposed to study His Word. I hope we are. I don't think we can ever study it enough. I know one thing, if the only time you're studying this, these few minutes on Sunday morning, then we need to study it more. But His words are beautiful. His words are beautiful. They offer wonderful instruction for our lives. They tell us how to love each other. They tell us how to conduct ourselves, but they tell us how we should love each other. You see, His words are wonderful. The works of the Lord are great. Are we studying His Word? Are we praising Him? Studying God's Word is the source of comfort and pleasure when we're learning. The next work of the Lord I want to talk about is His salvation. His salvation. You see, the works of the Lord are great. His salvation is great. John 1.29 says, The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And in John 3.16, Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. That is God's salvation that he gives to us that we're reading about in his word. So as we study his word, and we've received his salvation, we start to live with peace. We start loving people that may not be as lovable as me. Right? But we can do it not on our own, but only through a relationship with Jesus. When we accept that sacrifice that he's made, and we study his word, and we praise him, we gain peace that's beyond our understanding. Titus 3, 4 through 7 says, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us not because of any works of righteousness that we've done, but according to His mercy, through the water of rebirth and renewal of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. That is his salvation that he shares with us, that he gives us. That is a work of God that we need to be studying. You see, the works of the Lord are great. Are we studying them? Are we praising him? God's salvation is the greatest gift known to man. Because again, just like the word says, we don't earn it, we can't do it on our own. It's through his grace and mercy that we receive it. And once we receive it, we should be a little different than we were before. We should treat each other different. We should conduct ourselves different. And we should want to study his word and praise him. Because a lot of people get stuck when they receive salvation and think that salvation is for when we die. 
I'm telling you, you don't have to wait on salvation. Salvation is here right now. Our eternity begins when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. You don't have to wait. You should be living out your eternity right now by studying his word, praising him, and accepting the grace that's only found through him. And when we do, we're going to do some good works. When we accept that love of Christ and, and we have the Holy Spirit within us, then there's going to be some good things come out of us. Sometimes we're going to mess up, too. I can tell you those stories, but we probably don't have time. But we should be acting there. We should be different beings once we accept the loving grace of Jesus Christ. That should happen right now. You see, studying God's salvation should give us comfort. It should give us comfort to our souls. And then there's the church. The church is actually the work of God. It's not me. It's not you. It's not the bishop. It's not anybody except for God. If we're following God and doing what he calls us to do, the church is his. As a church, we're pretty limited if it's up to me and me alone. Again, I'm limited. I can't, pull, I can't even pull the spring back on that deck anymore. I'm limited on what I can do. But when we call on God, and his church calls on God, this little church can do some amazing things in his name. When we rely on his power, not our own. Again, the church belongs to God. You see, the works of the Lord are great. His church is great. See, the Lord built his church with his, by his son, purchased with his blood. Matthew 16, 18 says, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You see, this is God's church. This is the church that God built. Acts 20, 28 says, Keep watch over yourselves and over the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God that he obtained with the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. See, the church is not built with brick and mortar. Physically it is, but the church is built on a foundation of the blood of Jesus Christ. Not any individual. Now, we're here, we're supposed to take care of each other, we're supposed to take care of the community through his church, but if we're doing it the right way, we rely on the power of God. We rely on the blood of Jesus Christ, not on ourselves. Now, he uses us. He uses us, but again, I'm very limited. I'm very limited on what I can do on my own. I need you, you all need me, but we mostly need him. And I'll say that, I actually said that backward. We need him, we need each other, then we need ourselves. Okay? That's the way the church works. Him, each other, then individuals. You see, because the church is not ours, the church is his. The church is a marvelous work, a wonderful work of God, not of us. If you want to read about the church, read the book of Acts. Read Ephesians. Read Colossians. See, the origin of the church, the church was built to spread the word of Jesus Christ. To spread the good news. To spread the gospel. That's what the church is here for. You see, the works of the Lord are great. Are we studying them? 
Are we praising him? Are we praising him for our church? The works of the Lord are great. Are we praising him? Studying God's church as revealed New Testament can be refreshing experience. It can be a refreshing experience. When I look at the church, I look at this church, and I see the things that are done through Jesus Christ in this church. I'm amazed. Y'all love each other. Y'all love this community. You love God. And I think you love God first. That's why you're willing to take his word to people that may not have heard it yet. Again, when we did the fun night the other night, that was really fun, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean that. But think about the faces that we saw that are normally not in church. It's what we're called to do. It's what we're called to do. Think about the people that the closed closet reaches. Maybe this only love of Jesus Christ that some of those folks see this week. It's amazing. You all love each other. You love your community. You love God. You see, that's what a church is. That's what a church is. It doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean we're doing all we can do, but we are relying on the Holy Spirit to carry out his mission. You see, the final work of God that I want to talk about is his promises. God promises us certain things. And God does not lie. God does not lie. The things that he's promised us, the relationship that we can have with him through his son is real. The peace that we can gain for that, the power we get when we receive the Holy Spirit is real. The power that we take when we do spread the gospel and we tell people about the loving relationship that's available through Jesus Christ is real. The salvation we just talked about, that promise is true. It's true today. It's true today as it was when these words were written. You see, the works of the Lord are great. His promises are great. His promises are great. And again, all we got to do is believe in Jesus Christ and, 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 and put our whole trust in Him and rely on the Holy Spirit to comfort us and give us power. That's why we don't get tired. It's because we serve a God with infinite power, infinite wisdom. And when we put our faith and trust in Him and everything we do is based on His promises, we can live a blessed and peaceful life. You see, the words of the Lord are great. Are we studying them? Are we praising Him? You see, we talked about only a few of these great works this morning. There's more in this book. We've talked about five of them. We talked about His creation, His word, his salvation, his church, and his promises. There's a lot more in there. If you want to look at more promises, if you want to look at more works, I'll be back next week. I'll be available all week. 
thing about it is, you can call on me anytime. As long as you've got his word and you're willing to pray, he's there. Study his word. Worship the beauty of all his creation, of all his works. But if you're here or you're listening online and you've not began your study and you haven't put your faith in his great works, it's time to praise him. It's not too late. It's time to reflect on his beauty. It's time to read and meditate and study his word. Again, that's what we're called to do. You see, if you're not, if you've not done so, study the great works of the Lord and praise him. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all your mighty works, Lord. Thank you for everything you created, Lord. Just thank you for, for creating us, Lord, in your own image, Lord, that we can have a relationship with you, Lord, that we can we can pray, we can communicate with you, we can read your word, we can study. And Lord, you've blessed us with some wonderful people to, to fellowship with us as well. Lord, I just pray that uh, we use your church for your glory. Lord, we spread the good news of Jesus Christ to a broken world. In Jesus' name, amen.